Welcome to the Goal Crazy Podcast. We explore what it takes to reach your crazy goals. I'm your host, Jason Vandeveer, and together we're going to learn to take life to the next level in Goal Crazy. Let's get started. Hello there. Welcome to the next episode of the Goal Crazy Podcast. This one is going to be a really fun episode to get into. In this episode, what I'd like to do is reflect on some of the lessons from the previous episodes, right? I've been doing this for about a year and a half now, and I've had a lot of really inspiring, successful individuals on here and share lots of their strategies for life or for business. And going back over these different episodes, I feel like there's three main themes that all of these individuals had that really helped them achieve the success that they wanted and create the life that they wanted for themselves in their life. So I want to go over those three, those three main themes, those three main things so that we can also implement them in our life and help ourselves become more successful. So the very first one that I want to talk about is these different individuals who came on here. They all had direction. They all had goals of where they wanted to get to. And it's like, yeah, 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 Jason, I know, I know goals are important, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into it today because I think that once you have goals and you have a direction, those goals are what allow you to have enough time for everything that you want. Let me say that one more time. Your goals will be what allows you to have enough time for what you want. And I'm going to explain how this works. And I think probably one of the, the first things I want to start with, well, let me actually start somewhere different. I'm sure we all have Many people have goals and many people don't have enough time <laughs> for what they want. So let me explain how this is going to work so you can see how to implement it within your own life. And where I want to start, not to be dark here, but it's it's good to remember that we do not have an infinite amount of time on this planet, right? No matter who you are, we are all going to die one day. We're finite, right? We have a finite amount of time. However, we live in a world with infinite numbers of possibilities, there's an infinite number of ways you can live your life and live out your short amount of time on this planet. There's actually an infinite number of things you can do right now, this very second. And I'm glad that you're deciding to listen to my podcast here, but uh, right, everybody who's on this planet is doing something different right now. There might be people who are doing similar activities. There might be somebody else who's recording a podcast, but nobody else is recording this podcast in my office, right? So there's an infinite number of things you can do every second. There's an infinite number of things that you can do with your life. However, you are finite. You cannot do them all. So one of the biggest parts of life is figuring out what do I want to do with my fixed, short, finite amount of time? And once you can clarify that, you can say no to everything else. And I think that lots of times people fall into this trap where they think that they need some, their one new planner or one new productivity app away from having enough time to fit everything in their life. Because it's probably easier to just go on Amazon or go wherever and just buy another planner that is gonna somehow solve your life. When what you really need is to do the, the deep work, the reflecting part to say, look, I have a fixed amount of time on this planet. What do I really wanna do with it? What do I want to use my life to accomplish? And once we can identify those things, it makes it a lot easier because we can say no to the rest. And just to give you a kind of an analogy for this, or well, there's this analogy I feel like that's been used within time management that there's a there's a big flaw to it, but I do think it is helpful to understand. So 
I'm going to go through it with you <laughs> here quickly. And you might have heard this. I guess there was, I want to say it was a college professor. I'm not exactly sure how it started, but let's say a college professor who came out and he had a, a bucket of big rocks, a bucket of pebbles, and a, a bucket of sand. And he had this other big bucket, bigger yet, and he had a student and he said, I need you to put all the big rocks, all the pebbles, all the sand into this third bucket. So the first student comes and he takes the sand, he pours it into the big bucket and it fills the bucket, let's say halfway up. Then he takes the pebbles and he puts them in the bucket and it fills it three quarters of the way up. And then he takes the rocks, the big rocks, and he tries to put them into the bucket, but they won't fit. And the professor tells him, no, 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 you did it wrong, right? You gotta, first you have to put the big bucket, the big rocks into the bucket. Then you pour the small pebbles in and the small pebbles go and they fill all the cracks in between the big rocks. And then you can pour the sand in and it fills all the space in between all the rocks and the pebbles. And you can fit everything into this bucket. And this has been an analogy that people have used for their time management because it's, it's like, look, first we need to schedule in our important tasks and then we can have all the little stuff find its way around it. And I do agree. I think that's a good principle. But the problem is that this whole demonstration the professor did was rigged. He made sure that he brought the appropriate amount of big rocks and pebbles and sand to all fit into the bucket. If he had a whole truckload full of big rocks and a whole truckload of pebbles and a whole truckload of sand, and he said, here's a bucket, fit in there, or get it all to fit, you couldn't. No matter the order you put it in, no matter the structure or how you organize them, you just couldn't fit them all in there. And I bring this up because that's where most people struggle is that we live in a world where we are finite, right? We are the bucket. We have a fixed amount of time that we have for our day. And there's an infinite number of big rocks. There's an infinite number of little pebbles. There's an infinite number of sand that we are trying to fit into our bucket. And I'll have clients come to me all the time who it's like they've got a, you know, a truckload of big projects, a truckload of little projects and a, another truckload of all these small tasks. And they're like, Jason, how am I going to get this to all fit into the bucket? <laughs> and it's like, look, that's the wrong question to be asking. It's what do you really want to do with your life? Because once we have clarity on that, we can go grab the four or five big projects, the four or five big rocks and put them into your life and then just say no to the rest. All right, we can get the, the small tasks that are in relation to those. We can say no to the rest. So that's why once we have this direction, once we have these goals, that's when that's what's going to allow you to have the time you want in your life. If you don't have the time for the things you want to do right now, it's because you are filling your time with things you don't want to do. So it's important that we, we do this deep work. And I would say this is something that when I have these successful individuals on here, as you can tell they've done this, they have this direction for their life that allows them to say no to everything else and focus on what they want to do with their life. So the second thing that I have noticed is a theme that these individuals have is that they take action. They are hard workers. I think that we all know that taking action is what's going to bring us to success, right? I've said this before in our podcast, action leads to success. Inaction leads to failure, right? I've, I've never met a super successful person who didn't take any action, right? And I've never met somebody who I would just say that person's a flat out failure, but I've met people who I know have a lot more potential and it's because they're taking, they're, they're doing inaction, right? It's not because they're out there just taking tons of action. But, uh, I think one of the, there, I feel like there's two big traps that I see with people around taking action. And I think the first is that people get stuck in this phase where they feel like they need to learn more 
And then there's the second trap is people get stuck in this planning phase where they feel like they need to plan this all out in greater detail. So let's talk about both of these. And I think the first one, you know, when people get stuck in this learning phase, and I'll kind of explain what I mean by that is, you know, I'll have people who reach out and let's say have somebody who says, well, I want to start a a photography business, or I want to start a a podcast, right? That would be an easy example. I want to start a podcast. And I've been working on it for the past three years. And it's like, great, how's it coming? And they'll tell me, oh, well, I, I took this course on how to start a podcast. I took this little series on how to get the right equipment and how to use it. And I, I did this other course on how to grow a following. I'm reading this book on how to make good social media posts. And it's like, great. How much, what action have you taken? How many episodes have you recorded? And it's like, well, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. And it's like, look, <laughs> you don't need any more knowledge. You don't need any more information at this phase. We just need to take action. And I think why one of the reasons I think people get stuck in this learning phase is there's this popular phrase out there. I don't know where it came from, but people say how knowledge is power, right? I'm, I'm sure you've heard people say that knowledge is power. And I'm going to say something bold here, but I'm going to back this up. You can disagree with me if you want, <laughs> but knowledge is not power. Knowledge is useless unless you act on it. All right. And I have proof to back this up. One of the ways I want to show you that this is the case is here in America, Two out of three Americans is either overweight or obese. Two out of three is over overweight or obese. And it is not because they don't have the knowledge, they don't know that it is unhealthy to be overweight. And it is not because they have a lack of information. They have at their fingertips with their phone, they can look up diet plans completely for free online. They can find workout routines. They could go on YouTube, they could find workouts that they just follow along with somebody. They could find ones that you do outside, that you do inside, that you do with weights, without weights, right? Like they can go find all of that. They have all the knowledge and information right there at their fingertips. What they're missing is action. They're not acting on it, right? Or uh, here's another little piece of proof that knowledge only has power if you act on it is I've met some people and maybe you've met people like this who claim that they had the idea for Facebook before Mark Zuckerberg. Have you ever met somebody who brought that up? And whenever I meet those people, it's like, that's great. What did you do with the idea? Did you act on it? Right? Because if knowledge was power, everyone who had that idea would have a ton of power, right? It was a great, it was a great idea. They had the knowledge of this incredible idea that could change the the society. But all of those people who had that idea, they're not rich, right? They're not super powerful. There's, There's only one person who went out there and acted on it. And he acted on that idea and he has a kind of freaky amount of power now, <laughs> right? Knowledge only has power. Knowledge is only going to be useful if we act on it. And if you are somebody who has been stuck in this phase of learning, I'm not here to tell you that learning is unimportant. I really want to encourage you to keep learning. But learning has to have only a dedicated space in our calendar, such as I'm going to take 20 minutes every day to read and learn. And then after that, I'm going to go act. I'm going to go take action. Or, you know, maybe you can do a a two-month course and learn this. But then after that, you are going to go implement it. You're not just going to go start another course. We need to, learning is important, but it needs to be in its own container because what really makes things happen is when we act on it. So I think one of the other traps people fall into with taking action is they get stuck in this phase of planning. 
And I think they need to have everything planned out in incredible detail. I had this, I was at a conference, this might have been a couple of years ago, and I was talking to somebody about my rental properties. And he told me like, you know, I've always wanted to get rental properties too. And he was like, well, you know, I was looking into it, but I wasn't sure how I would file my taxes once I got the rental properties. And he started asking me questions about taxes. And it's like, hold on. <laughs> it's like, yes, that's important to know, but it's not relevant to you yet. Just first you need the property. Then once you get the property, then you're going to figure out how to file the taxes. Really, the, whoever does your taxes right now will know how, or you can Google it at that point. But it's like, why are you trying to figure something out that's way further down the road where you don't even have a property yet? And I think lots of times people fall into this same mistake where they think they need a perfect plan of everything and then they can take action. And yes, planning is important. And I make plans for my goals. But I can tell you in my goal crazy planner, every 90 days, I set my most impactful goal. And then there's the page that helps you break out the steps towards it. And I've hit a lot of those goals that I've set for myself. Not here to brag. I hope you've had the same experience. But I can tell you that never once have I hit the goal by following the plan exactly as I expected it to. Most of the time, it's like I do the first step or the first like two or three steps. And then all of a sudden, I have clarity on a faster route to the goal or a new direction that it needs to go in. And then all of a sudden, all those other plans and steps were just irrelevant. And we talk about this a lot on this podcast where action brings clarity. Once you start acting, everything else gets clear. You might have heard people say how you can drive from California to New York in the dark, only seeing as far as your headlights, right? All you need to know is where do you want to go? And you need to know the first step right? Once you start driving, the headlights will keep shining the way. If you're in Texas and you can't see, you say, well, I can't see the road in Ohio. That's fine. Once you get closer, you're going to see it just fine. And the same is going to be true with our goals. If you know where you want to go and you know the first couple steps, just take them. Really, all you need is one step. If you know the first step that's going to move you to your goal, just take it. The second step will get way clearer. And once you take the second step, the third step will get way clearer. So if you're somebody who's been stuck in this planning phase where you need to figure it all out, it's you're never going to be able to get the plan exactly perfect. You're just going to need to start figuring it out as you go. So then the the third component, and what well, let me bring this back to you. You know, as I've interviewed these different individuals here, I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast, you've seen it. How many people have said like, you know, I here was the goal, and I had no clue how I was going to do that. I had the one guy who came on here who he saw that. I think he said he drove by a building that was $10 million and he saw it and he wanted it. Uh, this is Preston, who has a really big real estate portfolio now, but he drove by this building. It was $10 million. He wanted it and he figured out he needed $3 million to, as a down payment to buy it. And he's like, but I didn't have $3 million. So he said, I just needed to figure out how to do that. So he called up somebody who he knew who had raised a bunch of money and he learned from them. And it's like, he had no clue how he was going to get that building, but he just saw it and he knew the first step was he needed to learn to raise money. So he started there. And, you know, I know there's been so many examples like that where they, they know the goal, they know the first step, and then things get clear as you start acting. So the third thing I want to talk about that I've noticed everybody had is that they took a risk. And if you don't have risk, you get stuck in a fate. Like you, I'm sure we all know people who work really hard, but they're not really getting ahead in their life. And it's probably because they were missing the goals or maybe both. They, were miss they weren't taking any sort of risk. 
Now, when I talk about risk, I'm not talking about going and buying a bunch of lottery tickets or going to the casino and gambling, right? I'm talking about betting on yourself. And this really ties in with the goals that you set. You should be setting goals for yourself that push your comfort zone, that stretch you. You should be setting goals that you don't know how you're going to achieve it. If you know exactly how to do it, then it's not really pushing your comfort zone. It's not stretching you to become a bigger, better version of you. We want goals that are going to stretch you to bet on yourself. That are goals that, just like we talked about uh, with taking action, is you don't know how you're going to accomplish it, and it's going to force you to grow on your way. So I want to bring these three areas up. So the first was having clear direction, having goals for yourself. Second is going to be taking action. The third is going to be taking a risk, betting on yourself. And I want you to assess yourself on these different areas. Do you have clear goals? And I would say there's really two parts of those. First, you need the clear direction of what do you want to do with your life? And once you clarify that and start clarifying that, that's a lifelong question that you're going to keep asking yourself. But once you have direction on that, you can say no to the other things. Then with your action, I'm sure we're all very busy with actions, but are you taking actions regularly that are actually moving you towards those big goals? Because when we can remove all the other small goals, we can also remove many of the other actions and tasks that are related to the small goals that aren't relevant anymore. And the third thing is, are you doing things to stretch yourself, to push your comfort? Are you taking a risk and betting on yourself to help you grow to become the version of you that you want to become? So I hope this has been helpful. If there's anything I can do to help you on your journey to accomplish your goals, reach out to me. Let me know. All of these components are built into the Goal Crazy Planner. It's going to help give you clarity. It's going to help give you a way to hold yourself accountable, to take action. And hopefully through these the instructions in there, it also helps you set goals that are really going to help you stretch yourself. But if there's anything else I can do to help you on your journey, reach out. So let's, let's continue to Goal Crazy. Let's make it a great year, guys. 